Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Competitive Enablement Show on the Compete Network. I'm your host, Adam McQueen, and today I was joined by my partner in crime, producer Ben. Ben came on the program today to talk about a project that we've been working on at Clue over the past year. In case you missed it, we just officially launched our first ever competitive battle cards course, a topic that has come up many, many times on the podcast. So we decided to build a course about it. It's a seven episode instructional video series featuring Clue, Clue customers, industry experts, all providing tactical advice to help you build better battle cards. And Ben was right at the helm of it all. So you can access the course right now. It'll be in the show notes of this episode. Just Google Clue, Battle Cards course, any of that, you'll find it. It's on our site. Make sure to check it out. Give us some feedback too. Ben is joining me today to share a little bit about what he learned in the process of filming this course and talking to so many compete experts that are the best of the best of the best at building battle cards. So with that all said, let's get into today's episode. All right, today I am joined by Ben Ronald, the content producer here at Clue, and the man behind the scenes that keeps this show together, keeps the lights on here at the CE show. Uh, the reason I brought Ben on, not just because he's one of my favorite people at Clue, is because he had a large involvement in the release of our competitive battle cards course that just came out Oh, just about a week ago now during Compete Week. So Ben is joining us today to share a little bit about what went into it and some of the learnings that he had. Ben, welcome. Adam, thank you for having me. Uh, it's super exciting to get to share uh, the course with the world, number one, and then uh, for me to kind of put on my best journalist hat and report on uh, on the findings uh, because I sure didn't know a lot about battle cards when when we started, uh, but I sure do now. And uh, it's fun to share that with people. Yeah, to, to folks, let's go behind the scenes right away. Ben put on his researcher hat and dug deep here with a lot of Clue experts, customers, and really uncovered a lot of interesting insights into how you should be building battle cards. How you, If you're starting from scratch, you don't know where to go, follow the steps within this course and you're gonna be on the right track. But let's get right into the course itself, Ben. Tell me a little bit about it. What went into it? What did you learn so far? So the course is uh, it's a seven part instructional video series. So um, when we started the year as a marketing team and we thought, you know, how can we produce sort of the educational content? We wanted to take a bit of a dive into that. And we already had this great series. We have this great series on our website, Competitive Battle Cards 101, series of blogs with also a downloadable resource uh, full of templates. And we looked at that and we thought, okay, well, we know this is popular. We know this is so valuable. We know people love it. So let's, you know, let's update this. Let's take it up a notch. But as we all dove a bit deeper, I think we really saw the opportunity to elevate the sort of somewhat sometimes stale kind of written, here's a blog, here's a template, we thought we could really elevate it in a bit more of an instructional educational manner and say like, here are 
the experts who do this day in, day out, here's what they think about when they build battle cards. And instead of, you know, you or me trying to sort of like record that and put it into some grand encyclopedic volume, we thought, let's just put a camera on them and let them tell the story. Um, and so that's how we came up with the video series. Like I said, seven parts. They're each about well, like six to 10 minutes long. So we kept it pretty tidy. And uh, you get um, not only a clue expert taking you through the first uh, three quarters or so of the episode, but we've got industry, community, experts, customers. Um, it's, it's really, really fun to watch. And it's all available for free. So it's been a lot of fun. That's a, it's a good point you made when we looked at the content and like, I love templates and I love our battle card templates and they're super, super helpful, but templates alone won't help you build the best battle card possible. And I think that's something when you talked with a lot of the clue in-house experts, shout out to our content team, the real content team, not us Jamokes, the real people building battle card content for our customers. There's like a, there's an approach, there's fundamentals you need in place and a mindset you need to have. And best practices, really, you need to be implementing when you fill out these templates. So, Ben, you wrote a blog recapping sort of the five learnings that you personally had. So people go check that out if you want a little spark notes on the course. Wanted to jump into a few of those, actually, as, as a teaser for people that, that want to get into this course. I'm sure people are going to be registering for this after the episode. But, Ben, give me, give me the first thing that you learned from talking with all of these in-house experts and customers. Okay, so the number one thing that I learned, the number one thing that came up over and over again with every expert I talked to was you need to be telling a story, not making a point. This is a point that Dave Washer, Director of Data Operations at Clue, uh, brings up a lot and talks in depth about in his episode. Um, But it's really the idea that good battle card content can almost never be boiled down to A plus B equals C. This, then that, therefore this. You know, that's making a point. That's sort of solving an equation. But the nature of of battle cards and communication and and the day-to-day life of your uh, battle card users is much more nuanced than that. So really what Dave uh, told me passionately and what was repeated over and over again throughout all the experts I talked to was you need to get in the mindset of narrative building and telling the story of your company's value, not pointing to a function or a feature. And the three questions you can ask yourself to get there are, why is this piece of intel important? How do we address it? And where's the evidence to back that up? And if you can answer those three questions, which we'll get to later, uh, if you're familiar with our No Say Show framework, you'll notice that there's a lot of similarities between the two, Uh, but it's all about thinking, what is the story I'm telling here? Don't think black and white, think a little bit more gray. It's uh, it's an interesting point there because you want to, the battle card mantra is keep it short, tight, concise, which is almost synonymous with bullet lists, right? But bullet lists lose uh, a level of nuance you mentioned and applicability. So keep it short and tight, but you still need to have that narrative woven in so that it is as usable as possible for your end users. You also mentioned something around more not being better. That was a constant theme that came up when you talked with folks. Can you explain a little bit? Yeah, that was sort of my like most blunt learning was because when we started the course, if, if you look at the competitive battle card series that I talked about before, we've got 15 battle card topics on there that are all super valuable. They all have their place. Um, so initially I thought, okay, well, great. Well, I'm just going to go talk to Dave. I'm going to say, what are the 15 most popular card topics? And then we'll just shoot a video of how to build each one. 
Um, but Dave was like visibly annoyed by the question when I went to him and said, what are the top 15 battle cards? Because to him, it's like, well, that's not how you should be thinking. That's not how our customers should be thinking. That's not how anyone should be thinking because it's not about here are 15 cards and, and, you know, and, and this is, this is the way to go. And like, look, I get it. Like if you're new uh, to this role and you want to put some deliverables on the board, like I get it. Um, but I implore you don't, just do a bunch to say you did a bunch, really kind of slow it down and think, you know, who are my battle cards for? Who are my users? Is it sales? Is it product? Is it marketing? Think about who are your main competitors, you know, narrow it down to, okay, this is my primary competitor or my secondary competitor, and then move from there. But don't try to, which is our favorite thing to say uh, here on the podcast is don't boil the ocean all at once. Um, so really don't think of it as like, how many battle cards can I do? narrow your scope, think about what can be of the most value, start there, and then you can expand out. Yeah, focus on the value that you can bring first and foremost. Where where can you lift the most weight? I mean, we've talked about before, even having something like a seller confidence survey, identify a competitor that might have the least knowledge on or a co common objection that's coming up. That can be sort of your leading indicator into where you can deliver the most valuable when building battle cards. And episode three, Adam, um, it features Sylvia Rayner. She's a competitive solutions specialist here. And she talks about in length about how you can get that feedback from your sellers, from your end users, and use that to help you prioritize your content efforts. So give that one a listen. It's all about putting together pilot groups and, and asking the right questions and trying to understand where you should prioritize your time. Um, and if you can do that from the hop, you'll be in a lot better shape. You won't be a, as much at risk of, of making 20 battle cards just cause. And this is a perfect segue to point number three, which is around internal intel. So in the point with Sylvia there, engaging your stakeholders, engaging your sellers. Also sellers are often the source of some of the best intel. So what, what did you learn from some of your conversations? Yeah, what, what I learned is that there is there's really a, a limit to how much tangible value you can get from from just publicly available data um, that, you know, publicly available data helps paint a picture and it, it, there is this obvious value to it. And it's part of the full story. But really what I heard over and over again is that it's your end users that have the information you need to make you better at your job. Um, and so, as we just mentioned with Sylvia's episode, um, it's really about how do you systematically and in an automated way, uh, in a regular way, how do you touch base with your end users, with people in your company to understand what they want to see in compete content. Um, and, and, and that's sort of step one with internal Intel is it helps you directionally, but then also those are the people who often have the best kind of content to actually go on the cards themselves in order for you to win more business to really build a battle card that gets used by sales. So, so really over and over again, I heard that the best stuff is internal. Um, you just have to find out how to unlock it. We'll be right back after a word from the Compete Network. Hi, I'm Jody Geiger, Revenue Enablement Coach at Clue, and welcome to my new show, Winning as Women on the Compete Network. I will be joined by the best sellers, revenue leaders, and coaches in the world. Come for tactical advice from people overcoming the same challenges you are facing, and stay for real talk, exploring the moments behind the outward success. We'll go deep on topics like how to elevate as a seller, what makes a high value creating team, 
how can you make customer success a company-wide sport, and how to get an edge against the competition. And if the title didn't give it away, yep, the guests, they're mostly women. Why? Well, because it's mostly men giving advice on how to coach and lead in revenue teams today. We know representation matters and we want that next generation to only know a world where selling, leading and driving organizations forward is equally done by all people. Listen to Winning as Women exclusively on the Compete Network and make sure to join us for our next event. All right, back to the show. I feel like we're going full circle here because you mentioned that internal, like start with a small pilot group, really run it by a group of sellers or experience that will provide you with the content that you need to know. Cause these are the people that are out there doing it. So actually it's literally something that came up in our first ever episode of the podcast when I had Alex Organ from the clue team here was start small with a pilot group, work closely with those top sellers because they're the people that understand the competitors best really right now. And they're going to help your job exponentially help me help you. That's kind of the mantra here. So I like that that's a little full circle from the first ever episode on the CE show. One more, I think, what are we at? 0. 0.5, 0. 0.4? I've lost track. There's so, many, there's so many good points to be made from this course, Ben. But the next one is around, and this is something that often gets, it seems obvious, but also overlooked. And it's keeping your battle cards up to date. No duh, but... Interestingly, if you were at Compete Week, Hunter Sones, who is our competitive solutions um, specialist, also part of the course, mentioned that when he's done battle card audits with prospects, one in three folks don't have any time stamping on their battle cards, proving that their battle cards are up to date. So Ben, why is having your battle card up to date the most, 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 most important thing? I think it boils down to reliability. Um, and reliability really is everything when it comes to adoption of your content. Um, and reliability, when you break it down, comes down to two things in a battle card, uh, accuracy of the information and uh, also the timeliness of it. I think it's worth pointing out, again, like I feel like, like you said, these are kind of does, right? It's like, well, of course, that's what reliability means. But I think what people miss is that it's so important and it's in your control. This is not a nuance kind of thing where it's it's of interpretation. You know, a big reason I found why Intel becomes inaccurate is not because it's entirely false, but because it's just grown out of date. You know, it once was true, but now is no longer the case. So you just need to be deadly serious about keeping your cards up to date. And one way you can do that, which is, again, this is something that's in within your control, is, is doing a, a, a timestamp, a date stamp. Um, this card was last updated, you know, you're not going to be able to have your cards updated, you know, to the minute, obviously, but the more that you can just leave that date stamp as an, as a, as a point of, you know, uh, reliability, a point of, you know, confidence, uh, it should inspire confidence in, in your end user. Um, so I think the, the, the biggest thing with this one and why it made the list is because it's so obvious that sometimes it gets forgotten or it gets undervalued. Uh, I think there's one thing to add on that too that I found interesting from what I've learned from Hunter, which is I learned through you, through Hunter, from this experience. Um, it's that timestamping, yes, reliability, sales can trust it. But if you also say this was verified by Ben Ronald on June 16th, 2022, you're also putting a face to the name. This is the person that's verifying this. And that's something that's so important. We've talked about at nauseum on this podcast is internally branding. You're yourself as the compete expert, as the go-to person. P 
people within compete really need to build that internal brand, especially amongst their sellers. And this is just like one small, small thing you can do, but it has a ton of value is I'm the person that's checked this, vetted this next time a seller's thinking, Oh, that's what Ben does at the company. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go to him next time. There's a competitor coming up in a deal. I know we wanted to keep this one concise and we brought up Hunter already and he delivers a really interesting episode within the course all about structure, which is your fifth and final point on what you've learned so far. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the fifth, the fifth point is, you know, structure is everything. On its most basic level, battle card building is about distilling a lot of nuanced information into a way that's digestible and usable. You know, it's 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 communication, and communication gets kind of messy, um, and that's why you know people use frameworks with communication to help make the skeleton uh, easier um, to build, so that it frees you up to build more meat. Like for example, and we could probably just cut this out, but I'll say it anyway. You know, my university training in political science they really hammered us on what the structure of an essay should look like. And to the point now where I actually use it uh, almost in my day-to-day life, uh, professional life, I don't need to think about like, oh, what are the parts of the structure? I just need to think about what goes in it. So that's the principle underlying this sort of structure is everything, is that it'll make you use your brain power to fill up the content, not worry about how it should be presented. And you alluded to Hunter before. Uh, Hunter is the host of the fourth episode, which is No Say Show. And it's it's a three-part framework. Um, and it's about asking yourself, what does your audience need to know in order to best leverage the content on the card? What do people using your cards need to say in order to make your point? And then what do you need to show as evidence to back it all up? So, you know, it's Hunter was on the on the show a couple episodes ago. He had such a great uh, presentation at Compete Week. You know, people are really latching on to this structure because it's it's so you know perfect in its simplicity and it really does make a difference. It really is effective. So go watch that episode. Go watch Hunter's appearance on the show. Um, start thinking in terms of no say show because it'll 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 save you a lot of problems. Honestly, shout out to Hunter. He was a gold mine and is a gold mine for a lot of the the expertise that filled this course and a lot of our content around battle cards. And and one of the points he made, he did an audit looking at um, battle cards as the highest retention rate, the ones that are coming back, that sellers are coming back for repeatedly. He looked at the top 10 across thousands of battle cards. And every single battle card had no say show framework within their content. So the structure, yes, it it looks good. As you start to apply, it feels like, okay, this makes sense. But also the data is showing that end users like this format. It's easy to consume. So not only is it making you as a compete professional, as the product marketer trying to create this content, it's not only making your life easier like you mentioned you have to worry about the structure you focus on putting the juicy insights within this structure but it's also incredibly consumable and usable for the end user i'm saying user a lot here it's but you know it's why all pop songs are in four four timing and it's why the three act structure is like a tried and true structure in storytelling right like it, it's it's familiar so not only does it work i mean that doesn't mean that your structure can you know take the place of bad content it's not like that at all but but what your point is that the structure works from a builder point of view and users like it uh, and when they start seeing it and they get familiar with it they're gonna it's gonna be stickier it's gonna make them come back over and over again so folks if this didn't sell you to take the course now i don't know what will 
Don't just take Ben and I's word for it. There's already been hundreds of people downloading the course. Um, there's a ton, a ton, a ton. I can't overstate the expertise that we we got to enjoy sitting with for hours and you'll get to enjoy for 10 minute spurts and you'll still get a lot of information from it. So check out this course, follow up with us. Let us know what you liked, what you want to hear more of, what you maybe want to see us improve on. This is our first time. We're we're building the plane as it flies here. So we love any and all feedback. Ben, is there anything else you wanna you wanna share about the course before we leave here? Um Definitely uh, cosign Adam's request for feedback. Um, I really would love to hear what you liked and didn't like. Um, so let us know whatever way you want to. Also, a little plug that, you know, the course isn't just the highest of high level. Um, we did really focus on making sure that the takeaways were, were, were tangible, uh, takeaways that you can use. Uh, in four of the episodes, we actually go through, Clue experts and, and, and industry experts actually go through building four different card topics. So we talk about objection handling cards, we talk about pricing, we talk about how to spot them and why we win. Um, so make sure to check those out because they go through building a, building a card and you can see how that looks and 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 how you can apply it to yourself. Um, and then the, the last thing would be that in uh, when you register, once you register for all the free courses, uh, we have a bunch of uh, bonus resources there. So resources that either we haven't released yet or that have just been sort of kicking around, um, but we brought them all in one place. So it's a real nice sort of menu that you can choose from uh, and it's free. You get full access all the time. So come and leave as you please. It's free people. It's like the breadsticks at Olive Garden, except for way more filling it's not just empty carbs and on that note i think i need to show myself out ben i'm so glad that the listeners got to get a get a lens into into your world it's a pleasure talking with you i mean i do it every day for hours on end but i'm glad the listeners get to hear you talking not just me um folks check out the course i've said it 82 times but i'll say it for an 83rd check out this course please and with that all said we'll catch you next week